0: Is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Freeson Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad the first of four meetings
1: as the puck turned over and here is mcdavid he'll bring it in towards the net
2: scores connor mcdavid he stole it in the neutral zone goes five ball on jones and the oilers are up
3: seven two big night for connor mcdavid as the edmonton oilers route the seattle crack in seven two mcdavid has a goal and four assists so five points His point streak goes to 17 games. That ties a career high. He has 37 points in that stretch for the season. He has 72 points in 37 games. Not bad. As the Oilers go to 20, 15, and 2, they continue to play well on the road. Now 11, 6, and 1 away from Rogers Place. Uh, Seattle loses their record 18, 12, and 4. Thanks for joining us five minutes before 11, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, a lot of good uh, games, obviously, a lot of good stats for Oilers players tonight, and they absolutely came out of the gate. Power play goal. By Hyman, Costin, bar down with a backhand. Nurse joins the rush and scores. That all happened in the first four minutes of the game. Uh, it was three goals in a minute 10. They're in control from there. They didn't really look back.
4: They didn't, and then they forced the Seattle Kraken to chase. And when you chase, you usually force plays or you make riskier plays. And that just feeds into the Edmonton Oilers. Now they can sit back and just feast on mistakes that Seattle was bound to make, and that's why the Oilers got a number of grade-A chances, a number of odd-man rushes. Uh, I think before the game, there was things we talked about that we needed to see from the Oilers. A, they need to have role players step, out, play, step up, players that... Uh, don't normally get put into positions, but there was 26 or 25 minutes of Leon Dry settled time that's going to be passed around. We talked about the Oilers had a mismatch on the power play. We talked about the Oilers had to come out quick in this hockey game, and we talked about the Seattle Kraken have not got a save all season long. Every one of those things came through, and most of them came through in the first five minutes of the hockey game. This was a, a very good statement game by an Edmonton Oilers team that was chasing the Seattle Kraken in the standings. Well, now they've passed them. And now they got them in the rearview mirror, and they can continue to go forward and chase other teams that are ahead of them in the standings.
3: Grubauer started for Seattle. He was pulled after three minutes and 54 seconds, allowing three goals on five shots. Martin Jones went the rest of the way. The Oilers' power play continues to be incredible. Two goals tonight on two attempts, both of them by Zach Hyman. Meanwhile, the Oilers' penalty kill was three for three. The Japanese Village goal light is on because Edmonton has scored five or more goals in a game. So you can go to 630 com, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. So five points for McDavid, Rob. I gave those stats. They're uh they they're they're hard to believe even though we believe it and we were talking during the intermission and they put it on the tv broadcast as well that the jay woodcroft said you know watching mcdavid it's it's kind of like someone who lives at the base of mount everest after a while you just kind of kind of get used to it (laughs) you know four assists parcel breakaway in the third period he puts it in i mean he's almost at two points a game for the season for this 17 game stretch he is over two points a game and I have, I I, mean, I don't know if we're running out of words to describe him, but uh, the, just continues to be incredibly productive.
4: Well, yeah, it's it's commonplace now. Um, the expectation every game is that Connor's going to have two points, and that's not normal. I mean that that's especially in the last you know 15 years. And when he doesn't have two points, it's probably because. Incredible saves on the other other team. It's not like he doesn't get the chances. Every time he seems he steps on the ace, he gets a great a scoring chance, whether he for himself or he sets someone else up. Uh, it was. It, it's sometimes like he's playing. It's he's part of the Harlem Globetrotters. He's playing against the Washington Generals. And unfortunately, for most of the teams in the National Hockey League, they're playing the part of the Washington Generals when they play against Connor. He was excellent in this game. He had five points, probably could have had seven or eight points in this game, missed on a breakaway. A couple other grade-A scoring chances didn't go in for guys that he set up. Uh, he makes it look too easy. And it's not easy in the National Hockey League. Ask the other 600 players that are playing, but Connor just makes it look too easy. And Ryan Nugent-Hopkins gets four assists tonight. Uh, just a continuation of this incredible season that he is having. You know, Rnh now up to 45 points on the year. Like this is, I mean, we're not halfway through the year. He's on pace for, you now it's going to be close, but close to a hundred point season for for Rnh, who again uh, just is having a, a revelation of a season it just there were people in the last couple of years that talked about the fact that rnh five on five you know wasn't getting it done he became a complimentary player and we've talked about it on our show and you know, he was very good on the power play but five on five he needed someone else to drive the line well he's been driving a line with one guy that's been in the minors and another guy that has been in the minors and not playing in st louis and that line has been very good so Uh, another excellence showing Byron H. And those guys had to play. Big miss. They had to produce tonight. When you lose a guy like Leon 2nd in the National Hockey League in scoring, when he's not in your lineup, uh, that's a big hole. And the Edmonton Oilers were able to persevere through it. And get an important two points against a division rival 7-2 the oilers
3: win it james h brown injury lawyers is filling the net when accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com they give a hundred bucks to 630 chet Centers anonymous for every oilers goal the season total now up to thirteen thousand five hundred. and zach hyman scores twice he got both the power play goals and uh, fairly typical zach hyman goals tonight
4: yeah, uh, neither one he shot in. <laughs> both. One went off his foot, one went off his, I don't know if his pant leg or his, his arm, but he, he's just around the blue paint. Um, he, 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 he He's a big, strong man that knows where to put himself in the right position. He sees, he reads the play, says, okay, Connor's there, I've got to be here. And he makes himself big, and he hangs out in the right spots. He takes abuse to do it but he's always rewarded and now what's that give him on the year 17 goals on the season. He's on pace for close to 40 goals. Uh, It's he's a guy that you cheer for. He's a guy that simply outworks the opposition. Uh, And tonight two goals was probably the least amount he was going to get. He was all over the, the offensive zone, made good defensive, good defensive plays. Uh, The other's best players. Dominated in this hockey game, and a big reason they're going home with two points.
3: so the players we've talked about were the three stars tonight, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman, and our fourth star of the game for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retail. He scores twice, was involved physically. it is
4: clean costume. well, he <laughs> continues to be a fan favorite. Uh, it's, it's funny most guys that play in the third or fourth line. Our guys, when they score goals, it's ones where they just beat the puck into a square and eventually it found its way into the back of the net. Costin scores two pretty goals tonight. The first one, great hands in front of the net. He went bar down backhand, not an easy play. And then the second one, high slot, a deft little deflection goes in between the legs of, I believe it was Jones at that point that was in the net. He gets physical, some big hits, and then he, we didn't get to see the start of it, but he was pummeling ten of when all of a sudden everyone jumped in. Uh, and does everything with a smile on his face <laughs> we we're we're obviously in edmonton but they you can hear him screaming on the tv when he scored his goal you just love the excitement he brings his he appreciates the fact that he's in the national hockey league he's seizing the opportunity and again eventually the Oilers were are going to get a couple more players back but Costin's making a a point to the coaching staff that you can't afford to take me out of the lineup he brings something to the Oilers that a lot of the other Oilers aren't capable of doing and that is a tough hard physical play all right and he is at the
3: mic for Eclipse Restoration named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca here's Carlson
5: um, just a thought on that game obviously you guys were happy the way you got started and we were able to get the big win today
6: uh, yeah great game uh, by all of us uh, great effort by the team so we started the game uh, simple like uh, following our, our plan what the coach said before the game so yeah it's bringing us two points
5: did you feel that everyone had to play a little better with Leon not here today when we play, everyone had to pick up their game a little bit with Leon not here today.
6: Yeah, we need to do a little bit more than always because we miss uh, Leon, yeah. one of the like, uh, in my opinion, best players in the in the league. So yeah, yeah.
5: We talked about this the other day. You know, I just had you're you're feeling a lot better. Just was this your best game with the Oilers?
6: You think so far? Yeah, hopefully my best game in the future, so <laughs> somewhere in the playoff, eh?
7: <laughs> Coach Woodcroft has said that he wants you to play simple, but you did show off some pretty nice hands in front of the net there on your backhand goal.
6: Oh, I just i surprised myself, so I just got lucky. Yeah, my game is simple way. That
7: seemed like a team that wanted to run around and maybe try to hit people, but you guys held up to the physical
6: challenge and were able to put seven on them. one. Yeah, you know, like... Uh, we, you got lead by like five, four, 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 four or five goals. So they start playing a little dirty. But yeah, we're not, we're not letting them to play that way. You know, like I will, uh, if it needs, I will fight for everybody in the team. So.
3: All right, that is Kaleem Yeah, I think he's won a lot of fans over. Uh, He showed his personality in that brief (laughs) interview that he hopes his best game is still to come, and uh, and he surprised himself with the backhand goal. They just showed it, and we noted it when we were watching it uh, on the initial replay during the first period as well. It barely crossed the goal line because he put it, he was in so tight, and he put it so straight up, it almost dropped straight down, and uh it just trickled over the line but still a a nice backhand shot and then a really good i thought that was a good play all around on his second period goal because nugent hop or yeah nugent hopkins kept the puck alive back to nurse nurse took a second to aim for a Mm -hmm. stick Costin made sure his stick was available and kind of that mid-slot tip for the goal
4: yeah uh, on the backhand goal it you'll see it a lot where a player will get it into the about five feet in front of the goaltender he'll come across his body, and he never gets it up high enough. And you're sitting on, on your couch at home, going, "You got, get it up! You got to get it up over his, over his glove." Costin, I mean, that was pretty. And he made it look easy. He made it look effortless as he came across, right under the bar. Uh, wonderful hands there. And then, it is not an easy deflection when you're in the high slot, because there's so many times a guy will def- deflect it from high slot and go over the net, because you just put the stick. If you put it at the wrong angle, hit your stick, goes flying over. But you you have to have soft hands. Hard hands stops the puck, soft hands just allows it to change direction by inches. And that's all you need, because you just need the goaltender to open up up his legs, and Jones did. Uh, Costin's not here for his goal scoring. Costin was brought in to be, as he said, a simple hockey player. Go out, up and down the wing, get pucks in, forecheck hard, and be physical. Be Be an irritant to the opposition. But when those players get opportunities, it's always nice when they capitalize because every time a third or fourth line guy scores, it's like a goal and a half because it was unexpected. And Kostin is that's four goals in less than he plays nine minutes a night. He usually is playing. He, right now, it's the last few games, but he's playing with Yanmark, who's been in the minors this year, and Nuge. And before that, he was playing with third and fourth line players. He still found four goals, found the back of the net four different times. Good on him. He's earned every ounce of ice time he has gotten, and he is the kind of player that the Oilers want, the kind of player, and as he said it, the kind of player that you want in the playoffs. When the playoffs happen, it's much tighter checking, and one mistake could cost you a hockey game. He plays a simple hockey game that doesn't have a lot of big mistakes in it.
3: Oilers win 7-2 in Seattle, and, and I like how, how you put it. You know when you know Dry settles out tonight. We don't know how long he's he's going to be out. I mean, I I I wouldn't expect him to play tomorrow in a back to no. back. I mean, we'll see maybe when they host Seattle on Tuesday. Kane's going to come back at some point. But you're right. You you could not take Koston out of the lineup. No, like he's he he's totally earned it. And on a team that he's certainly in in the, all those non-playoff years, and even in a couple of the years they had good teams, they they weren't dressing. Eleven or twelve forwards that you, you felt necessarily good about. That nope. the, the some nights it was like, well, they we got to dress this many forwards, so these two guys are he, in. But I mean, Costas is one of those guys. He, he he has, as you say, he has a dimension. He, he he knows he knows his role, and you you couldn't take him out. I mean, whether he's going to stay with Nugent's center or not, you couldn't take
4: him out. No, and you uh, would never call his game vanilla. He's he's got coarseness to his game. He's got abrasiveness. Uh, he understands what his role is. and I think that's important uh, because eventually his role is going to change. He's not going to be on your second line. He's going to be further down in the lineup. but he's a guy that you notice when he's out there. And there's been a and I know that Jay Woodcroft has noticed this as well, but there's been games where his line has started and in the first 30 seconds of the game, he's thrown a big hit. He understands when he's put in the starting lineup, he's not put out there, you know, go go and get us a lead. You know, Connor and Leon will come out, but it'd be way better if we have a lead before they get out there. He's being put on the line in the, in the first opening lineup to set the tone physically, yeah. to back up the opposition. And it was a couple games ago was home on home ice, he drilled a guy into the bench. Like, when he hits, he hits hard. Uh, it, they interviewed Nugent Hopkins, and he's talked, to, did you expect this out of Costin? Well, I really didn't know a whole lot about him. Well, Edmonton fans now know what he's all about, and he's about playing with a, a bit of an edge. And in the Edmonton Oilers' bottom six for the last number of years, they have not had that kind of player in their bottom six—a guy that plays with edge. Costen does.
3: Yeah, and and you mentioned that uh, you know that hit when he when he started. Was that in Dallas or was that a home game? I thought that might have been in Dallas. Yeah, well, they all anyway, seemed the same to they're, me. They're all, all blended together. Yeah. But you know, there was a lot of talk about that play with with Weger and McDavid the other night and what the Oilers should have done. Okay. You know, fair enough. we that that's debated, but I, I would say this. And, and to me, it also relates into the fact that sometimes not tonight, the Oilers still don't start games well, but you talk about players who, you know, maybe bring other guys along. Mm-hmm. And to me, if, if you've, you've, you've been there, I can only imagine it. But if I'm, I, I know I'm, I got the second shift in a game and I see cost and drill a guy, I'm thinking like, okay, I, I, I guess I better do that. Like, I, well, to me, that's the energy you'd want. To, of course, you want to score, but that's the energy he creates, and I would hope other players would want to follow up on
4: Well, it. he sets the tone. He sets the bar. Here's what it's like, especially if you're a, a role player. If your name isn't Seidel or Nugent Hopkins or Hyman, Kane, or McDave, if you're not one of those five players, well, you better bring something else to the table as well. And if that cost going out there and he's hitting guys, well, whew if i want to get ice time i'm going to have to go out and do that too and He's done this on the road, which gives you energy on the on the bench as a he brings you along, gets a little bit of excitement. But when he does it on home ice, and you know what the crowd is like in Emmett, and they fall in love with this guy. So when you all of a sudden he goes out and just plows someone over, now there's energy in the building. And as a player, when you're on the bench and that energy and there's a buzz, you want to be the next guy to go out there to hit someone because you want all the fans to be going crazy for you too. Then the third line will go out there. So it just continues and it's contagious. And I think that's what they were looking for when they made the trade and i think that coston has been everything they expected and i think a little bit more because i'm not sure they were looking for well i didn't know if he would play
3: in the nhl this year when he got traded for neither did I. Yeah.
4: well if it wasn't for injuries you know maybe he doesn't but the others have some injuries he gets in there and he's making the most of it i think that's what you appreciate the most of of what Costin does it has not been an easy journey for him and he's gone out and been given this opportunity And he's grasped it. He's holding on for dear life. He's like, no, 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 no. You're not taking me out. You're keeping me in the lineup, and he deserves it. All right. So, Costin's injection of energy is our quick
3: change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. I know we got a couple of folks standing by at 780-496-0063. We are going to talk to you, but first... Back to Seattle. Here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a second. Without
5: a star player uh, facing a team close to in the standings, uh, I'm not sure you would say it's the best game
7: of the season, but what you liked so much about the way your team
8: played tonight. Yeah, I just thought it was a complete team effort. I thought uh, we had 20 players pulling on the same rope tonight. Um, we were able to assert the game we wanted to play right off the bat, uh, put the other team on the back foot. We took the game to them, and um, that allowed us to settle into the game and play the game we wanted so uh, it's a credit to our players and their level of execution, especially
7: right off the bat. That seemed like a team that wanted to come out physically, maybe take some liberties, but you took a couple, you scored twice on the power play, took advantage of a couple times where they ran out of position. Is that kind of a testament to the team toughness aspect that you were talking about?
8: Yeah, and then you saw other people, you saw Dylan Holloway step up physically, you know, he was, you know, he didn't like getting cross-checked in the ribs, he thought it was a dirty play, and he stood up for himself, I was proud of that, And, and then Clem Costin stuck up for a teammate and, and uh, you know, I, I thought uh, the power play executed and, and when they wanted to run around, we, we passed the puck past them. and. The result was that we got two points and
5: uh, now we're going to get ready for a, a really good, really structured uh, Winnipeg Jets team. When you're missing a piece like Leon, you just see that the guys know that they have to kind of pick up their game a little bit. look like everyone collectively picked up their game tonight. I think we have a r- lot of really good hockey
8: players. Obviously, uh, Leon... You know you know where he's at in the in the point race and in the league he's a heart trophy winner he's a blood and guts warrior who um you know what he did in the playoffs last year you know the level of pain that he's willing to play with Uh, I don't think you're ever going to replace someone like that. Um, But when you take his 20, 21 minutes out of the lineup, um, it's an opportunity for others. And uh, we believe we have a a good team here. Uh, We believe we have a lot of really good hockey players. And and when you're missing someone like Leon, it's not that you're replacing him. It's just other, other people are able to step up to the forefront and pick up the slack.
7: You mentioned that uh, watching Connor right now is kind of like witnessing Everest, where you just kind of get numb to the spectacular. Another five-point night, 17 Game Point Street. What can you say about him?
8: I'm running out of adjectives uh, and analogies or metaphors or whatever you want to call it. I'm not an English major, so I I don't know the proper term, but, um, you know, I said that the other day. Um, because what he is doing, I I think we should all realize, is is quite special. Um, It's the best league in the world, and he's off to a career year, and he's doing something that the league hasn't seen for a very long time. Um, So that is special. Um, I can tell you that's not exactly what drives him personally. He's driven by team success. Um, he wants the team playing the right way, and um, he leads the way. I said this. I, I said that quote the other day. It was something that I heard long ago about someone else at the top of their field. Um, but most importantly, um, you know. His teammates and coaches are privy to the work that gets put in. You guys in the media and the fans get to see the end result, which is the product on the ice during games, the special things that he does. But what impresses me is how the best player uh, in the world uh, goes to work, um, is committed to doing little things to help the team win, and, um, you know, as I said, it is special.
3: That is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 7-2 win over Seattle. The Oilers now 20-15-2 on the season. Five games over 500 for the first time all season long. All right, 780-496-0063 is our hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. We have KJ standing by. KJ, thanks for staying up and giving us a call. What's on your mind?
2: Yeah, Rob, okay, you I remember hearing you say that you had a high ankle sprain. Yep. And it took you, like, three years to get over it, right?
4: Uh, well, it yeah, it, it still bothers me. It, it's it's It takes a long, long time, absolutely.
2: Okay, so, Leon Smith, okay, one game, like, he didn't skate for the last two days. hmm Like, I mean, what... Like, how much time do you give this guy?
4: It, well, I, I, in all honesty, we have no idea if that's what it is. I, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it's the easy guess simply because he's been dealing with it since last year's playoffs. But I, I don't know if that's it. And if, if it is, uh, a week doesn't make a difference. It, it'll make it feel better for a while. But this thing is, it just—they take for. Because the problem is, it feels better. All of a sudden, you feel like you're 100% and then you go out and do something that tweaks. And we've seen Leon a couple times this year where something will happen on the ice, and you can see him just absolutely grimace in pain, barely make it to the bench, and then miss a shift, then come out, and all of a sudden he's playing the game. His pain tolerance is incredible, absolutely incredible. So, But I I, I have no idea if this is what it is. If it is the high ankle sprain, that sucks because that means it's going to be bugging him for the rest of the year.
2: Okay. Uh, okay, did we start skiing it tomorrow night?
4: No. I think uh, you just, the, the stats say the goalies aren't as good in the back-to-back. You give Jack Campbell a start and hope that he's started to find his game. Tonight was the more important of the two games because it's playing against a team that's in your own division. Big win moves them ahead of Seattle in the division now. And you hope that Jack Campbell becomes the Jack Campbell that the Edmonton Oilers signed for five years tomorrow night against Winnipeg.
2: Okay. Well. Okay. Thank you. And uh, I'm just gonna say that Cam Moon is the best play-by-play guy (laughs) on the radio.
4: I can say this. Cam's great. I can say this. Cam Moon is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. That's also true.
2: Yeah. And he paints. He paints the game like Da Vinci.
3: Oh, nice. But we'll tell him. We appreciate that, KJ. That's very kind of you, for sure. Okay. Thank
2: you. Good night.
3: Oilers seven, tentacle team two, is the final
4: all that squid ink had to be used on the score sheet for all the order's goals i'm glad you said that because if i was to say that word i would mess it up and it would sound like a completely different word what tentacles yes so I'm not going to go with that. I'm just going to go with the Kraken.
3: Well, we got a lot of balls in the air. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Back in a couple of minutes. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is
0: brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio,
1: 6:30. Chad. Oh, got in front of it. Here's Nugent Hopkins on the right wing to the blue line for CC.
2: His shot, and a pad save made by Martin Jones. Through the middle, Larson's going to get, oh, he got the gloves off. Dunn it's, getting into it with Holloway.
9: Well, I don't know if Holloway can fight, but Dunn can. I'm going to tell you yep, that right Dunn's
2: now. Dunn's trying to hold him out. Dunn will throw a right over the top. Soon as Holloway and Dunn with a solid one, and they go down to the ice.
3: Dylan Holloway against Vince Dunn is our crunch of the game for Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. Holloway plays 12:42 today and uh, gets into the fight rob credited with a hit did unfortunately wind up minus for the evening but i i, I know you, you like his game and you, you talk about being noticed i mean look uh the offense hasn't been there like it was in that incredible preseason that he had but and i know you know there's i think still a valid argument that is he better off playing you know, 18, 19 minutes mm-hmm. with the Bakersfield Condors. Having said that, he usually does at least something in a game that stands out.
4: Well, he, he's trying to be noticed, and he's, he understands his role. And he says, okay, I'm in the bottom six. Bottom six guys provide energy. We be physical, get pucks in deeps, play smart hockey. And then tonight, he uh, he got involved a few times. Uh, the one time he ended up in, to, in a fight, but there's a couple other times he was in wrestling matches, and, and he's not afraid to throw the body around. He's a big, strong guy. I like his game, and uh, eventually you will see him in the top six. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but he will be a top six player. He's got got that kind of skill, but you give him credit for the fight. Uh, Again, I I said it at the end of the period, 95% of the players in the National Hockey League don't want to fight because it it hurts. It hurts when you get punched in the face. Uh, Eventually, anger or... Uh, frustration or sticking up for a teammate come into play and you do fight, but most players don't want to and that was outside his comfort zone. I'm I'm guessing he didn't have any fights when he played college where they wear full masks so this might be his first ever fight and he fought a guy that knows how to fight and he took a big punch on the chin, got up, smiled about in the penalty box and just came out and continued to play his game. I I like his game and he's a kid that you cheer for he's only going to get better and better but Holloway is being noticed for good things, and hopefully, the coaching staff will take notice of that as well. They mentioned it afterwards, as you heard Jay Woodruff talk about it. Take your computer And you'll find and ice. more ice time for, for this young kid because he's, he's doing things that allow him to be put on the ice in all situations and you feel comfortable with him. All right, so the Oilers
3: take it 7 2. Jim wins tonight a $50 River Career Resort and Casino gift card. I set the line at 7.5. Larson hits plus, Schultz points plus Everly points. Well, Larson got four hits, Schultz and Everly got zero points, so it's under for River Creek Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. Back to the Certainty Hotline. It is Cam calling in. Hi,
10: Cam. Hey guys, uh, I also want to talk to Boy Jack Campbell. So, quick question: If they win tomorrow night with Jack, does he start next game? but if they lose and jack doesn't find his game what would be the theory
4: of the orders after that moving forward will be the what sorry the theory the I think theory yeah well i, I right I now skinner's, you know. their, skinner's their starter it, it's that simple jack will play tomorrow i we believe we're not positive but we believe he'll play and then i would imagine they'll go back to skinner for the following no matter what campbell does in tomorrow night's game because you don't sit your starter for extended periods of time so uh if jack has a really good game then he will probably find the net sooner rather than later but i believe it'll be campbell tomorrow and skinner in the game after that but if they lose what if they lose when tomorrow yeah well well if they lose and campbell doesn't play well then skinner will get more games and campbell will have a harder time finding the net again but, but what do you always
1: think of campbell moving forward the Syria, he didn't find his game what well, would they think of that
4: after well they're, they're hoping he finds his game i mean he's the backup goaltender right now yeah an expensive one that's here yeah, for uh, <laughs> the next five years but he they're hoping he finds his game but the oilers have right now have a luxury uh, the young kid that was supposed to be the backup has been lights out this year so there's not uh stress in the coach's room trying to find their scar their starters game because right now skinner is that starter so i don't know if there's a theory or what what they're going for. they're just going to simply play skinner's your starter campbell's your backup yeah and look campbell with just Rob. like just like any backup goaltender if a backup goaltender gives you quality starts They'll find more games for him quicker. If your backup goaltender doesn't give you quality starts, well, then you'll ride your starter probably more than you usually would. Yeah,
3: we get asked a lot about the goaltending. We, we had somebody call in a few games ago and said, you know, could you get rid of Campbell, buy him out, trade him? I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to be pretty blunt here. If it's a, if it's a year from now, and Stuart Skinner is starting 70% of the games like he has been. Lately, it's a bad contract for Campbell. Yep. I mean, that's. I don't know what else to tell you. He's. He's. It's. The. He's. The contract is not tradable if he's your backup goalie. And it is not buyoutable. No. <laughs> uh, in the summer, if there's four years left on it, because then you're paying him a portion of the money. But over eight years,
4: and then you got to and, and then you got to find another and then you
3: got to find another goalie. So, I mean, when we when we say they just have to hope he keeps working and plays better, we're not trying to be dismissive or uh, of, of your thoughts. It's just that that is the only solution. I mean, quite frankly, we've been asked about him being sent to the minors to me that's more likely than him being traded or bought out and i don't think that's going to happen nope. i mean he just has to keep working and i guess be thankful is that skinner yep. is most
4: nights playing like a five-year veteran <laughs> yeah it, right now the edmonton Oilers are very fortunate that Stuart skinner is doing what he's doing he's it allows them to put their five million dollar a year goalie on the bench and work with a goalie coach and try to get better in practice. There's not a stress there because Skinner's played so well. If Skinner starts to struggle, well then the stress level in the Edmonton Oilers organization is gonna get much higher because Campbell hasn't proven yet that he can play up to that contract and he hasn't played like he was expected to play. But we are only 30 30 games into a five-year contract, that's 400 games. So he's only a small way into this contract but, yeah, he, you hope that Campbell gets back to what you expected him to be because he is supposed to be a big part of this team, and right now he hasn't been. All right, 7-2, the Oilers take it. By the way, 36 saves for Skinner. The Oilers,
3: the Oilers did get fairly badly outshot uh, as, as as the game went on, but I think part of that was, was the score. Uh, 7-2, the Oilers win it. We have Sir Robert on the Certainty at Hotline. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Good.
1: Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to... I, I don't want to necessarily beat this whole Campbell thing to death, but, but I mean, uh, I guess uh, I guess I do want to simply put it as, you know, everything you guys have said about it, I agree with it. Playing and simple, you can't trade him. No one's going to take him. Number one, because of his contract. Number two, if I was, uh, you know, because of uh, his, I, I would call his numbers, lackluster, maybe even poor. So... There's that, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, tonight, obviously, with you know, dry settle not playing, I, I have to admit, prior to the game, I was, uh, I was a tad nervous, but, you know, it, it it was nice to see, some other guys step up. Holloway, I mean, to me, that to me, that took a, that took some real guts for him. It's fight and done, because I mean, Dunn's a big boy, so, but, uh, and uh, I mean. You know, and obviously McDavid, five points. I mean, I have a prediction. I think he's going to get 70 goals and 70 assists. Maybe that's a little nuts, but...
3: Well, he'll uh, get to 70. How, well, how many assists is he up to now, Rob, with the four tonight? With the four
4: tonight, Mr. Connor McDavid now has 40 assists. So he's on pace for Just about 80 Just 32 goals or 90. and 40 assists, yeah. 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 77 yeah. might be light. <laughs> he, might, he might have 80, 80. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, but uh, I know, and obviously, I have a cu- couple more quick ones. I want to touch a little bit on Costin here. I mean, Costin has really fit in. I mean, Costin has shown, as I as I heard you guys talk earlier, that Costin has made it clear that you know, if you're if when Kane comes back and you get Dry Saddle back, you're going to have to take somebody out, but it's not going to be me. And that to me, that's been that has been probably. Probably been one of the nicest things, I guess. Uh, I guess to see so far out of the uh, out of this season. And then I will, one more quick point on Nuge. I mean, Nuge. I mean, you know what? When he signed when he signed that that deal in the summer, I was I I was a little I don't know. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of thought it was an interesting signing considering the length, but. You know, Nuge. He has to me. It seems like he's uh, he has looked like a, a completely different player. He looks more confident when he's getting chances to finish. He finishes. He's setting guys up. He's. He, I mean, honestly, Nuge. This has probably been one of his best stretches. As yeah, an well, I so
3: think well. yeah, I think he's having his best season for sure. Appreciate it, sir Robert. Thanks for giving us a call. Four uh, four assists for Nugent Hopkins. that's the crazy thing about being on McDavid's team. Like you get four assists and you're the, the second star. Hardly anybody's talking about you. But, no, Nuge is uh, getting a lot of love this season. I know some people still say Try to find a way to trade him. I, I don't think that's going to happen. 7-2 Edmonton over Seattle. We will. Uh, you're going to hear from Nuge, by the way, as we move along tonight. We'll go to Leon on the Certainty Hotline. Leon, go ahead. Guys, I've been
9: trying to get on your show since 1993 from Cape Breton when the Oilers won the the calder cup down there <laughs> well we weren't doing the show no. at that time <laughs> <laughs> i know sorry i exaggerated a little time no, it's but, funny but you know what was awesome about the game tonight i had a little tim the tool man taylor moment where we we're on a double date and i was kind of watching the tv and the wife wanted me to kind of focus on dinner but when oilers <laughs> had that lead and uh seattle got that breakaway and uh, um, uh skinner kind of shut him down i was like he is the man right now. But with all our heart, we want, we want, we want Skinner to to, to, to to do his thing. But it was just absolutely awesome to see uh, that beautiful contract with Skinner. And, uh, you know, I was like, it was always Campbell, 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 Campbell. And then Skinner came through, and what a beautiful contract. And that's what I want to say, that we're going to win the Cup this year, boys. And uh, I just wanted to say that on the air. And I uh, hope you guys have an absolutely beautiful night.
3: Well, thanks for calling, Leon, from Cape Breton. That's cool to hear from you. Know, what are they? Three hours ahead of us, two thirty in the morning there. Wow, good for him. Yeah, good for him staying up. Well, it was date
4: night. He said he was on a double date, so he's on date. You don't go to. I think bed he early meant he was night.
3: dating his wife and the Oilers game at the same time. Oh, I thought he
4: was out on a date with his wife and but another he said,
3: but, but he said, he, but he said something about cooking and trying to watch the game at the same time. That's what I heard. I don't know. Well. He was clearly more interested in the game than I, I think. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Hence why he's up talking to us and not his wife right now. <laughs> yes, see, there
3: you go. Now it all makes sense. All right, you're going to hear from McDavid, you're going to hear from Nuge. we got Chris and Big Bad Joe hanging on the line. 7-2 Oilers win. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: To Barry, it was broken up by Schwartz and it is flipped out. Turning it right back up is Kulak up the left wing
2: for constant Clean Koston went through the middle. It's taken away. Burakovsky, he's got a breakaway. Shot and a great save made by Skinner. He got his blocker on it. Skinner
3: stopping a breakaway. Save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. 36 stops for Skinner. Oilers were outshot 38-32 in the end. He gets the victory 7-2 Oilers over Seattle Uh, if you missed it it was 3-0 Oilers before the game was four minutes old 4-0 before it was 10 minutes old 6-2 after two and then 7-2 the final McDavid five points the point streak goes to 17 games 37 points over that stretch and the Oilers power play continues to produce two for two tonight the Kraken were 0 for three here is Oilers captain Connor McDavid
5: Well, great effort, considering you're missing Leon. It looked like everyone kind of picked up the slack a little bit in his absence.
11: Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, Obviously, um, you're one of the best players in the world, and whenever you're missing him, everyone's got to do a part. I thought uh, it was an entire team effort tonight, and it was uh, was real solid.
5: Big getting off to that big start in the first period.
11: Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, any time you score... Four in the first. It's always, uh, it's always a good start. Um, you know, I thought uh, they had a little push in the second, and we did a did a good job responding.
5: That power play has just become so lethal right now. I think it's, it's up to 33.3% now. Just um, what is it about it that just keeps them clicking for you guys?
11: I just think it's the you know we have we, we have the same guys on each and every you know uh, we played together a long time, and uh, the, the, the guys that are coming in, you know, Yamel comes in and, and does a great job keeping pucks alive. You know, bringing pucks into the zone and. Um, you know, we got good players on there, and um, you know, Gully does a great job of uh, of giving us all the info we need, and um, yeah, it's a good power play. Just last one for me,
5: just on Costin mean, in his game today, and he's kind of a breakout performance for him.
11: Yeah, I thought he's I thought he's really good. You know, he's he's so skilled, so talented, um, you know, and he's big and mean. Um, it's a it's a it's a heck of a combination. So um, I think he saw all of that tonight, and uh,
7: he put on uh, he put on a good show. I know you don't like to talk about yourself, but currently on a 17 game point streak, another five point game tonight how do you feel about where your game is at right now up on a personal level Uh, yeah I mean I'm always trying I'm always working on my game Um, I'm always trying to get better and
11: you know some nights it goes well some nights it doesn't Um, that's the nature of this league and just trying to uh, just trying to help the team win That's, that's what I'm paid to do do you ever surprise yourself at the pace you're kind of scoring at right now like I said, I just try to approach each and every night the same and uh, try to help the team anyway that's uh, that's needed.
5: That's four primary assists for you tonight too. I guess how much pride do you take in being able to create for your teammates as well?
11: Uh certainly. Um you know certainly like uh, making plays and, and setting guys up. Uh, but I think it's uh something I've learned kind of throughout the throughout my career is uh you gotta be a little bit selfish, you know. The, the goal there I probably could have slid over to high but you know take the shot myself. So um you know there's there's times to, to set your guys up, and there's times that uh, you need to call your own number, and I'm definitely learning that.
3: Well, definitely, Connor McDavid, not reluctant to shoot and still a great passer. The Oilers win 7 2. And he was asked about Yamamoto uh, keeping pucks alive on the power play, but Yamamoto's best play tonight. And he got an assist on it, was not on the power play. He, he A painful second assist <laughs> to help Nurse uh, get what turned out to be the game winner.
4: He got absolutely clobbered by, I think it was Vince Dunn on the play. But he got the puck out. And we used to call it taking a hit to make a play. And he did. And Dunn threw the big hit, but it also created an on-man break. And Yamamoto got the puck past him. That's your only goal get the puck past the guy, the defender, he did that, took the hit, and the Oilers were down and score. Yamamoto took a couple big hits in this game. Seattle was a lot more physical than I remembered them. Uh, and Yamamoto was uh, the recipient of a, a number of those hits, but he kept getting back up and created. I know that he wanted to have a good game in his, in his home state, and he and his teammates all did that. Another thing Connor talked about that I thought was funny when he was talking about Costin, talking about, he's skilled, and he goes, and he's big? and he's mean and it's it's so he, i mean his own teammates understand what Coston brings to the to the table he he's got some nastiness to him and i think that the oilers who we have seen in the past at times were not hard to play against and they've gone out and they picked up an evander kane hard to play against a zach hyman hard to play against those guys are in your top six but now in the bottom six they went out and got a klim costum very hard to play against very noticeable each night
3: and, but and to get back to the point about keeping pucks alive on the power play mm-hmm. uh, tyson berry
4: to, to me now again we we get to see him every night but is from what i've seen there can't be anyone else in the league better at him than keeping pucks in at the blue line um, the edmonton oilers have the best power play in the league when you give them a second opportunity or a third it's just that much more lethal because now if you keep a puck in you're facing a tired penalty kill. When penalty killers get the puck out, 90% of the time they're changing right away because here's their chance to change, get off, fresh troops out. When you keep it in, now you've got a power play going against a tired group. Tyson Berry, excellent, keeping the puck in on the first power play goal that the Oilers scored tonight. Twice, the Seattle Kraken had the puck. Both times looked like it was getting out. Both times Tyson Berry kept it in. He's as good as anyone in the National Hockey League. That is a really key part of his game that makes that Edmonton Oilers power play even more lethal. Carolina
3: has won 10 straight, a 4 nothing win over the Panthers as we go to the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Devils beat the Penguins 4-2. Predators knock off the Ducks 6-1. Oil Kings lost 6-2 to Red Deer. And the Oilers farm team Bakersfield losing 2-1 against the Calgary Wranglers. Back to the Certainty Hotline, we have Chris standing by. Hi, Chris.
12: Hey, Reed, hey, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Good uh well just wanted to comment on a few guys and just some really good performances tonight. first off Stuart skinner i think it's not even close he's probably he has been the best story of the season that's not named karmic McDavid, my opinion personally just the way like his composure behind the net like you know rob you've said it like you 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 think he was in the league for five years already and this is like his first full season that he's playing it's It's really impressive watching what he's doing right
4: now. Yeah, you're 100%. uh, I I, I don't think anyone ever would have imagined, A, that he'd be the starter, and B, that he would be as good as he is. He's been excellent. And, uh, yeah, I 100% true. As great as Connor McDavid has been, and he is the story, I think the bigger story has been the play of Skinner because the expectations of what Connor McDavid can do is he's going to be the best player in the league? Stuart Skinner's been the starter, and he's been fantastic in his games that he's played. Yeah, no, no question about that. And you know, just even just some other guys too. Like, you know, you
12: look at and Dylan Holloway. Like, you know, I appreciated the the response. You know, there was a lot of flack that the team was getting. You know, after the whole Uyghur McDavid incident from the previous game, and you weren't so sure. Like, okay, is this team going to have any response? Can they actually do anything? You saw that a lot more tonight, which was nice to see. Uh, But the one guy I'm actually talking about that I wanted to talk was, you know, he's had a lot of flack shown his way the last few weeks. But last couple of games, I thought uh, Nurse's game, like I thought he's played, like he looks like he's calmed down a little bit more, and like he looks like he's playing a little bit more simple game. He's not like over stressing too much, and or maybe just like he's not trying to do too much at one time and he's it's making his game look better yeah. i don't know if maybe that's
4: what you guys have seen well, i, that's I think it's a good point seen. i think when darnell nurse had a bad week and some of the mistakes that he made were huge and i think in those he was trying to make something out of nothing and i'm sure that the new contract and everything he's like you know what i've got to make plays all the time because the expectation is well i've got to be that player instead of just simplifying i think in the last little while he simplified his game and he's been much better uh as we said, he's right now. He's got 19, or he's got 20 points on the season. 19 of them are five-on-five even-strength points, which is by far the most on the other. It's Not even close. Tyson Berry's got 28 points, but he's got 19 on the power play. Darnell Nurse doesn't play power play. He's plus 13 on the year, and Darnell Nurse plays against the other team's best players. He is not. He's never uh, hidden. I mean, he's not playing against the other team's third or fourth lines. He plays the best players on the other team. He's plus 13 on the season, which leads the Oilers. He is having a good year, a very good year. And uh, I think the last couple games, he's been excellent. The other, I mean, he, the other night, he beat an icing out, going the opposite way. Like he, he outraced all the Calgary Flames and beat out an icing. He's a defenseman. So uh, there's been a lot of flack about his contract. And you can argue about that, whether he's worth it or not. But what you can argue is he's the best defenseman the Oilers have. And as of late, he's been head and shoulders above the rest.
3: Today, Nurse, a goal and an assist. He's plus four, plays 23:40, four shots on goal two hits as the Oilers take it to Seattle 7-2. We'll get to a couple more phone calls, and you'll hear from the Nuge. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey
3: is brought to you
0: by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630
1: Chad. Here's Pooley shot blocked by Veneers. Veneers goes after it on the end boards. It comes out to Pooley
2: Edmonton.
3: The Bison King left all alone in front as the Oilers stormed the gates early on the way to a 7-2 win. Uh, good to see Pulleyarvey finish. He's had some tough moments this year, so a good play by him and uh, evidence of just how, uh, how porous Seattle was in that first <laughs> period.
4: Yeah, there was a, a lot of Edmonton Oilers finding themselves wide open in front of the cracking net tonight and Puliarvi just stood in the right spot and what you liked about it, it was a confident shot it wasn't a double clutch it wasn't a hope and pray he got the puck he found his spot and he put it right upstairs so uh, Puliarvi had a good game and it wasn't just the goal he had a good game physically he was involved uh, hopefully this is uh he continues as good he, he's been good physically as of late hopefully the hands are there now and he's going to continue to get some opportunities playing with connor hopefully they'll find the back of the net like they did tonight but uh, a good game for Jesse pull all right
10: we've got big bad joe on the line joe go ahead hey guys uh good show again like always and you know i always call you know if they win or if they lose uh i, I have a few points my first point is skinner about uh, the boys the the team came out to play tonight and I think they learned a lot from the game against Vancouver, and I think that's where the big change in the season came is coming from. But we can't play like that. And and they after that game against Vancouver, they start, they started to simplify their play. Then I go to Stuart Skinner, but it's it he's awesome. And but what I noticed with Stuart in all the games that he plays, and I don't know if, if, if Rob maybe sees it because he was a hockey player. When he always, when he slides through the net, he always covers the post. So they have no angle to shoot on. And, you know, he's just amazing. And when it comes to Campbell, you know, don't worry about him, though. He will get his cane back. And, you know, four or five weeks from now, all we talk about is... uh, how cool Campbell
4: is. <laughs> well, that's all what I have to say. Well, here's hoping, and and hopefully that's what happens with Campbell. Hopefully Campbell gets back to where he was. As for Stuart Skimmer, uh, Reed, you and I talked about it, it was a few years ago, and it was a comment that was made by Jonathan Quick, and they, they talked about the fact that he's not always sprawling around his net, and he said, well, I, I know where the puck should be. I know my positioning is. If I'm in position, I shouldn't have to sprawl. I shouldn't have to make these five bell saves because I was in the right position to start with. And I think that's what you see with Stuart Skinner is he's got really good positioning. He reads the play well, then he sets his body where he should be. So you don't see him having to flail around in the net uh, to make saves because he already was in the right position. So uh, he's been excellent. Uh, I don't think there's anything other than he's been excellent this year and it's very fortunate for the others because their supposed starter hasn't been. All right, four assists tonight for Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Here he is.
5: Um, just with Leon out of the lineup, it looked like everyone kind of picked up their game today. Obviously, a nice win for you guys.
13: Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, obviously when lose a guy that um, like that and uh, such a big part of the team, uh, guys have to step up and pick up the pieces a little bit. And I thought uh, I thought we all did a good job of that. And, um, right from the get-go, we had a simple mentality of just putting pucks on net and going going to get it and uh, moving pucks quick, and I thought uh, we just kind of carried that attitude through the whole game.
5: Uh, four goals in the first, I guess, when you you know get off to a good start like that, it's just a matter of continuing that throughout the game.
13: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's huge, uh, way easier than playing from behind. Um, something that we've talked about all year and starting to get better and better and better and uh, learn from our mistakes, so... Um, and then you can't let off the gas, too. And I thought we did a pretty good job of that. So uh, definitely something that we got to keep keep getting better at, keep improving, and um, kind of take some confidence from
5: that. Uh, I just want to ask you about Clem Costin. Yeah, probably his best game with you, with you guys so far. What do you think of him and how he's kind of fitting in the group?
13: Yeah, I think he's, since he's c- come in, I think he's been great. Um, obviously a big body, but makes plays. Um, Smart with the puck, protects the puck well, and obviously stands up for his teammates. So a um, uh, great addition to our team,
7: and uh, I think he's he's having some fun playing out there too. That was a team that wanted to come at you guys physically, and you guys stood up to the challenge. How, what does that say about the people in this locker room?
13: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, um, especially when you get up a couple goals, you know that they're going to uh, respond physically. And I thought we did a good job of staying out of the uh, the crap, but also not not
7: uh, backing down at all, and just kept uh, kind of going at him and him now on a personal level if i told you we we're tied for eighth in the league scoring would you be at least a little bit surprised about that uh i
13: don't uh think or look at that too much i mean obviously he's just trying to play and uh, contribute where i can but uh tonight obviously just a big team win. i
5: mean look at the way connor's playing right now in 5.9 tonight the way he's driving the bus just what can he keep saying about him guess <laughs> that has been said already
13: yeah i mean uh i think um especially Losing Leon, I mean, uh, he, he going to want to step up, and tonight he's he's our driver. I mean, uh, he's uh, definitely our leader uh, emotionally and uh, on the ice, so um, I thought uh,
7: we kind of followed his lead and uh, rallied behind him. Just lastly for me, what do you guys have to do with a quick turnaround tomorrow just in order to recharge and be ready for another big divisional or Western Conference game? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously get as much
13: rest as we can here, and... Um, just prepare. I mean, we know that these guys are uh, doing well this year. Haven't seen them yet, but we um, got to prepare for uh, a big, physical, um, hard-playing night. And um, I think the kind of attitude that we had tonight of keeping it simple early um, and, and looking for a good start is going to be huge tomorrow. All right, that
3: is Nugent Hopkins, four assists. McDavid, a goal, and four assists. Edmonton all over Seattle, 7-2 tonight. Get more on this game, more on the Oilers on 630 jetcom or globalnews.ca. Our Oilers broadcasts are presented by Friesen Brothers, and we have another one tomorrow, New Year's Eve. Faceoff show 630, game at 8 against the Winnipeg Jets. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.